0: Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Redeemed Meditations and under Undying Light, if I could say those two correctly. Under-dying light. Uh, Under-dying light. Under-light. Under-powered light. I, under yeah. powered light? <laughs> More like a dying light bulb. That's what it feels like this week. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter has had like a two-day flu, and so my wife and I have like gotten no sleep the last four nights, and mm. so I'm like in zombie status today. And uh, and then on top of that, my wife gets whatever nasal thing she's had, my daughter has. And so I, feeling like a million bucks, can't sleep at all. Yeah, so great stuff going on in my house. Uh, So special episode for you, ladies and gentlemen, who actually are going to listen to us. Uh, I'm joined again by a special guest, and I'm on his show as well because we're blasting this out to both platforms, his show and my show. Uh, And so I'm going to introduce Thomas and let him kind of maybe give a recap of who he is and what he does.
1: Yeah, so um, for those of you that have kind of been under a rock for Undying Light, I guess – um, Mo- most
0: most of them probably have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you just lost all your first time listeners. I, I have ever. like
0: no listeners anymore. So I, <laughs> I'm bleeding followers on Instagram. My my show listens are are cut in half. Yeah, it's it's a terrible week for me.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your 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 terrible week is my like is is like the pinnacle of what I I aspire to get to on my show. Uh, <laughs> so my show has no aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so <clears throat> I have a show, um, reading meditations and, uh, basically the show is kind of anything, mostly theological discussions. Um, sometimes I have a little bit more, especially on solo shows, have a little bit more, uh, devotional, um, look, lo- look at things. We just dropped one uh, a couple weeks ago. On um, Christian unity, that um, that that seemed to go over really well. Um, but me as a person, um, I am i I work full 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 time as a, um, I, I, I run a finish room for a uh, a cabinet company, and um, I am I am a, a, um, I guess you would call it a pastoral intern. At, um, at my church and in the church planning network that uh, we we are a part of, the Crossway Church Planning Net- Network, has no- nothing to do with Crossway Books, um, mm-hmm. which that would actually be really cool if that was the case, but it is not. Um, and then uh, and then I I I also am a stu- stu- student at uh, Spurge, Spurgeon College and where I am pursuing a bi- biblical studies degree. I am a husband, and as of a month and three days ago, I am a father. Ooh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: this is going to be the premise of the show tonight, and something that we're going to kind of push forward um, on this new segment uh, as I kind of develop this series in my head. Hopefully, uh, it'll come together In the course of the next, I don't know, couple of weeks or months, I'm trying to put a lot into it, Uh, but I'm really focusing, and if you haven't followed me on Instagram, this is where my posts have been, is cultivating manhood and and driving forward uh, this idea that we have to be better than what we were and currently are, because men have become lazy and stagnant and complacent with the world and with their devotion to Christ. And so I am drawing this and calling men out to stand up and be men like Paul did to the church in Galatia. And then so Thomas, out of the blue, shoots me a message and says, Hey, do you want to do a podcast on being, you know, a new dad? Because you're a new dad. And I was like, that's a brilliant way to kick off this little segment. And so my Tuesday segments are going to be focusing on, uh, biblical lifehood and we'll, we're going to cultivate and bring up some content to teach around that and uh, this will be focused both to men and women but tonight's episode is a conversation between two dads and that's where we're going to land. So you said just over a month right?
1: How How's the sleep? Um I would like everybody to get really jealous and, um, what, what is it? Green with envy. Right. Mm -hmm, Um, -hmm. because, uh, baby Aubrey Rose sleeps through the night. Bam.
0: That's amazing. Um,
1: you know, I'm sure it's because she wants to please her daddy. So (laughs) yeah, that's, that's always, that's always a good Um, thing. But yeah. Um, my wife had a really rough pregnancy. Um, um, in instantly with uh not being able to eat a lot of things and and just having to push through not being ha- ha- or not having an appetite for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh and then other crazy stuff start, started. One, um we were at high risk of – of just because of health re- reasons and stuff of lo- 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 losing a child or lo- losing her. So we had to go to high-risk do- doc- doctor's appointments. um, And then came a whole lot of di- different things. She started feeling heart palpitation, so she got hooked up to a heart monitor. mm like 14 days crazy um it was it 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 was almost like the doctor's office wanted her to have Mm pre-pre-enclampsia because they tested her for it every time that 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 anything possibly could show show that and had her do all these ridiculous labs and tests and stuff that i I I'm not gonna even mention of stuff that she had to do for that. Um, we had uh, we had um, um she ended up getting gestational diabetes, mm-hmm. and so we had to go through all that kind of stuff. Um, with just the the raising of the insulin all the time, and just her back hurting, and just ev- ev- everything was just it was just su- such a rough pregnancy for her and then with that rough pregnancy it was a relatively easy la- labor under under 24 hours and under an hour of pushing and um and our beautiful ba ba ba, ba-, ba- baby girl was uh was brought to us healthy and everything, um, not an issue wrong with her. Um, um, you know, she, she feeds well, she is smaller just because of the health stuff that was going on. Um, but then it was like instantly after that, my, my wife was better. Hmm. Like, like, and the only thing that I like to me, there's there there. There is no medical re re, re 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 reason for that. It's just like God worked, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. So that's a
0: that's a crazy story to go through. Just like all of the fear and everything that comes with the pregnancy, the uncertainties, um, you know. And, and currently, my wife's pregnant right now with her second. Uh, she's due in a couple of weeks, actually, September fifteenth. Uh, is when we're expecting this little boy to enter our lives, and I, I get it because there's there's so much fear uh, that it is sitting out there, and you know all it takes is to go out onto the internet and to Google search a symptom, and then add while pregnant, and it's like you're gonna die in like four minutes, you know. An asteroid's going to come out of the sky and kill you. They're, they're ridiculous. And I can't say that her pregnancy, either time, has been difficult. Uh, she's been a lot more tired this time. And she snores, which, you know, <laughs> is like, uh So, thank God she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, but... I you know when 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 our daughter was born we we had more issues in the hospital with her my wife's labor and delivery and post labor delivery it was utterly insane and I could probably share some of that story here in a little bit but um since we brought Gracelyn home she's slept like an angel you know it, you'll get sleep regressions and stuff like that and so
1: um
0: that's common but we've been really blessed to have a child who just loves to sleep. And that's been amazing for us. <laughs> I hope the second one does half of that. <laughs> so as a new dad, what are uh, some of the things that you, you were told that turned out to be wrong or were like, wait a minute, that doesn't
1: make sense. Oh, we, dude, I was so happy that you're asking this question. <laughs> <clears throat> dude, the biggest thing that I was told by Christian men and non-Christian men is that you know my my, my, my baby girl is a um, is an infant right now, um, and that until she was getting was getting more active, like I would love her. Because you know that's my child, but I really wouldn't have like an attachment kind of thing to her, mm-hmm. and that was completely wrong. Like, I, I don't like I I I guess I kind of get where they're coming from. Like, you know, all she does is sleep, eat, and poop. You know, mm, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but dude i don't know how many pictures that i've shared with 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 the undying light chat of just me me just just snuggling with the baby mhm quite like, a few i mean that is what i do mm-hmm. like that that is my sat sat saturdays that's awesome is i have the baby on my chest and she lays on my face <laughs> yeah nothing wrong um, with that yeah and and it's it's awesome i i i just yeah i i don't feel that what they were telling me at 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 all um and and again i guess i get where they're coming from that you know um the baby doesn't really interact with me or anything like that but i having been from a broken home from the time that i can remember i don't remember my parents being together being a dad was something that I really look forward to because my dad was so good and my dad was so awesome to me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be everything my dad was and is, but also I guess better. Mm-hmm. Um and so this was some this is something that I've been lo- looking forward to for pretty much since I was six, <laughs> which might sound weird because yeah. You really only hear about girls looking forward to, um, being moms and babies and stuff. But, you know, um, I, I will be fair, fair though. I'm really not entertained by anybody else's baby, baby, not yeah. really entertained by anybody else's infant. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, I think this is a thing. It's only strictly my own. Yeah. That, I get it. That, that I'm like this with, um, because, you know, my bro- brother-in-law had a uh, had, had, had an infant. Everybody was like, oh, Thomas, do you want to hold her? And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, And so I held her basically just so everybody would stop asking me to hold her. Right, yeah. yeah my... And I'm sure I have in-laws listening to this, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> but my, you should already uh, know this.
0: <laughs> my brother had a couple kids before me, and I remember when his son was born – and they, we were at my parents' house, and he's he's like, oh, do you want to hold him?" I'm like, not really. <laughs> and this is, you know, this is like, I don't know, maybe a year before Grayson was born. I'm just like, ah, no, I'll pass. I, It just, yeah. like, pictures, like, oh, that's cute. You know, you can kind of fawn over them. Uh, but don't hand me your baby. I don't want to hold them. <laughs> I, You know, I, I it's, it's hard enough being, you know, like, uh in the pastoral position and trying, you know, and you got to like cultivate children and things like that and raise (laughs) them up. Children are a difficult breed of Mm -hmm. human. They're at a difficult stage in life because they're grasping so many things. And it's, it's difficult to show that love, like equally between them and like an adult. Even though mm-hmm. you would get more interaction out of an adult than you do uh, out of a kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but I think it's like you know like like I said, I can fawn over kids you know like, like little babies and that like I've done baptisms and stuff of infants and I love doing that and I think that's the greatest thing ever. but at the same time I'm like I, I just I'm like during the baptism, I'm like you can hold the child uh, just I don't you know I don't want to be responsible. For dropping the kid or <laughs> or doing something you know so uh i I just hands off and you know, but then I got my daughter in my arm, and I'm like flipping her around my arm you know with a stick, she's doing like yeah. you know f- uh, somersaults and flips over my arm, and I throw her up <laughs> in the air like sixty feet, and you know it's just it's a whole different it's just it's really different when it's your kid,
1: yeah. Yeah, and and I think you know that that's I think that that's something that God instills in us. Um, you know, that's one. That's a child made in your in your likeness. Um, you know, um, my daughter looks so much light like, light like, light like me. I'm so sorry for her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I'm really not that great looking, uh, <laughs> but but um, um, I, I just uh, I I can't I can't help help it. But I, I I'm but but be attached to her. Yeah. Um, and again, I get it the other way. Like I I get what where where the other guys were coming from. But that was just something that was completely completely wrong and, and and it's not and and I don't think that should be a thing like and I know they meant well there shouldn't be some something especially for a first time fa- father that should be being said mhm you know um because it it sets I, I don't know it sets something sets that's a really bad tone um Almost like this infant stage of life isn't, you know, dad's not worth having around or something like that. Right. You know, um, you know, and I can see that my, my, my baby girl is already attached to me too. Mm-hmm. Because when we're sitting down uh, Saturday, Saturday mornings. And I'm watching lacrosse and I'm streaming lacrosse on, on, on the Peacock because it's because technology awesome now. I yes. watch professional lacrosse everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and she puts her and I'm doing my commentary on everything because, you know, I played lacrosse in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she uh, she puts her ear in her head right in the soft spot. Mm-hmm. Right between my, where my chest starts and where, where like my throat ends, that nice little soft pocket and she'll just fall asleep there li- li- listening to me talk. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she gets, she, we were at church a couple of weeks ago and my wife had put her in the car seat and she started getting fussy and then i came over and started talking to somebody and she heard my voice and of course she can't see very very far and she's just like she her her face like went to like cert like went from fussy and crying to like trying to search trying to look and try to hear like see see where my voice was coming from and i i mean it was just one of the coolest things ever mm-hmm. <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, I remember when we brought our our daughter home and my wife was there, I don't know, six or eight weeks or whatever, and that was great. And then, um, after she left, I would, I was in charge kind of for the, for the night shift. Basically I would have two or three nights a week. And then on Saturdays I would have Graceland and myself. And so, you know, it was the first couple of, uh, months, I really didn't get a ton of interaction because the time I'd come home, she would be like just getting a nap. And so the first year she would nap in the afternoon for a couple of hours. And so it would be like six or seven o'clock before she'd be, I think it was like five or six o'clock when we'd wake her up. And then we would, I would feed her. And then, you know, I mean, you can't do much with her. So we just sit and watch TV and, (laughs) It was wonderful. And, you know, she took really well to me. And we had a lot, I think, you know, we had a lot of great times. And we still have a lot of fun times now. Like uh, just this evening, for instance, uh, my wife had to go and do a little work. And so uh, my daughter sat on my shoulder in the chair. And she kind of, you know, like I got a lazy boy chair thing. And so she's sitting like on the arm of the chair and leaning up on me playing with her toy and I'm doing work on my laptop and, you know, she just is always attached. And I think that's an amazing thing. And so I definitely see how, you know, having this connection between a father and a daughter is vital. It's, you know, it's needed for women to, you know, for these girls to grow into women Mm -hmm. to truly see what a good godly man looks like when they go out and are seeking you know a man to marry Mm -hmm. i i have to be the best example to her to say that if this man can't be like or better than my dad then i don't want him
1: Mm. no that's good and you know um This is where the hybrid show um, kind of comes in. I realize this is your series, and I'm on Undying Light, but you're also on Redeemed Meditation. Mm -hmm. So um, now I'm going to go kick kick in the host (laughs) mode. But So I grew up, and you may have hit some of this too in some of your history, but I grew up in the Wild at Heart era for men Mm -hmm. where men had to be these macho manly dudes, you know, doing stuff in the woods and going out on motorcycle rides and just all this kind of just trying to, it almost seemed like beat your chest masculinity type stuff. And that really cultivated, um, something weird hmm and that's the only thing that i can really say to you is that it it made something weird um i don't know how much experience you have with john eldritch and all that kind of different stuff that came out out, out of that and we're, this isn't to talk about progressive christianity we'll do that on a different episode mm-hmm. but but where do you see that that is an absolutely just false narrative of how scripture says men are to be especially as fathers
0: well i think it's i think it's a an erroneous position to take if you think that men have to be um these brutes in the wilderness um you don't have to have a beard you don't have to kill bears you don't have to wear flannels with cargo (laughs) pants i mean that's you know, the stereotypical don't need to be that, you know, a man needs to be one who can lead his family in devotions and prayer, one who takes care of his wife and helps take care of the house's needs. Even though, you know, if we talk about the hierarchy of the family, you know, women kind of oversee the house, but I, you know, I don't find an issue with helping my wife do laundry or dishes or pick up or, you know, because you know I'm in this with her together, and so um, I lead by example to my children, and so I participate in doing the work. Um, I need to be devoted to my own personal studies. I need to be devoted to my own uh, life and cultivation of faith, and so I spend time studying scripture and spend time building out my my plan for life. And uh, and then on top of that, then you look at skills that can be useful to you in your particular, you know, scope of life. Not every guy needs to know how to, you know, take an engine apart in a car, but you should be at least able to know how to change your tires. The very least. And I, you know, I just think this whole like concept that's really distorted by man or by, you know, by society about men today, you know, is, is there's, <laughs> I really want to say this nicely. The the image is that men are too masculine, we're too toxic, and we have to we have to soften our lives down. And so we've done so essentially to the furthest extreme of it by either going, you know, completely progressive in our ideology and you know completely feminine in our ideology. We've given up the fight for true biblical manhood and have taken on the couch a case of beer and some video games, and that's where we spend our lives. And we don't lead our families. We don't initiate prayer and devotion times. We don't talk about faith and scripture. We don't talk about, you know, the promises that Christ has given us. We would rather play video games and search Instagram and find ways to, you know, kill time so we can go to bed
1: right right well i don't know how many times i'm talking at work and somebody relates me to master chief and i still don't exactly know who that is But i guess <laughs> he's a video game guy yeah I, I really don't exactly know what's going on with that um but but it, it's ridiculous to me that um grown men like i mean we, we've even made it possible for people to make money playing video games on a plat- platform it's it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yep. So with that whole thing of the you know the talk about the toxic masculinity as things went from you know men being brutes and stuff another thing that I am getting extremely irritated by and maybe this is just a just an annoyance thing but the self-proclaimed warrior poets. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Oh my. I believe you and I know a couple of them. But <laughs> Yes. Yes we do. But since this isn't a, a, a Patreon's only <laughs> for Undying Light, we're not gonna go into that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we we've had uh we've had a few episodes, you and I that were patron only and we were a wee bit raw. Right. And, uh, I'm totally okay with that, but no, I I get it that there's, there's people that definitely are, um, uh, you know, I, I like to think of them as like keyboard warriors and they are soft, but they talk a big game and then flee and run and hide. but,
1: what do I know well, or the thing just like you know um, you know uh, I I'm getting we see, we seem to have lost masculinity and even fatherhood so much so yes that we look at different cultures from back so one we get this like beat your chest brute thing yep we all think we're spartans now. Yeah. Okay. Well, nobody likes that because it's t- toxic. Okay, so let's let's go look at a different cult culture that was maybe a little bit more well well rounded. Okay, so we're all going to be samurais now. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be able to whip everybody's butt but also write a haiku as we're doing it. You know, we we're not actually looking at what scripture is is explaining for us to be when Paul tells the church in Ephesus to not exacerbate their chill, chill children. He's telling, he's telling fathers, Hey, you need to be tender to your chill, chill, chill children. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you need to get in touch with, you know, your sensitivity and, you know, let go of your masculinity. But it is masculine to be tender towards your child. Yep. That is what you're supposed to be. You know, this whole thing where where dad is supposed to be kind of this cold dude. You know, and mom's Mm -hmm. supposed to be the one that kisses the wounds and all that kind of stuff like that. I, 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 I see that for moms, but I see I see that command for dads. Yeah, to be gentle and loving towards their chill, 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 chill children, not to push them towards a, a anger, not to completely neglect or even try to do a thing of your child has to earn your approval. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's where a lot of fathers are coming from. I've been a, you know, um, I I have heard just horrendous stuff about sons and fathers and how, how sons view their fathers when I was a youth leader. And I mean, this is part of the reason why I just can't be a youth pastor like, I, I, I just can't do it because I have a feeling, you know, parents would be, uh, would, would, would be getting, a, especially <laughs> fathers would be getting talked to. Yes. Quite, quite, quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, they, they, they would be getting the old Jonathan Edwards talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not. It's not unmasculine to be sensitive to your chill, chill, chill children. Right. Just as it's not unmasculine to be sensitive to your wife. Yep. Like. Because, yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We're 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 still humans. We still have emotions and feelings. We're not supposed to be stoic. That's a bad philosophy to fo- follow, by the way. Right. You know, um you, you know, and, and and our heavenly father isn't stoic to us. Mm-hmm. So why in the world would we be stoic to those whom God has entrusted us to raise in in his image?
0: I agree. And I think this big push from the churches again. And and I, you know, you come in from society's aspects. It's, it's to take the, I don't want to say the, the bite out of being a man, but it really, it really makes one. It really has put an emphasis on being a weaker vessel. And, and I think that's really cascaded down to how we, uh, you know, raise up our children and take care of our wives. You know, it's, you know, my daughter's three. And so I have to be gentle with her. I have to be compassionate. I have to show her grace. Um, but I can still be stern and I can still, you know, lay down the law when I need to. And, you know, case in point, we went out grocery shopping today and she was acting out a little bit, pulled her aside. I bent down to her and I said, Gracelyn, if you do not start acting, Like a good girl, I'm going to take you out to the car and we're going to sit in there until your mommy finishes shopping. And sure enough, she squared up and started being a better kid. And you don't have to be mean or forceful or you don't have to, you know, smack your kids on the butt every time, but you got to be just short and direct. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, when when something happens and they're, they're upset and they're crying, you have to be able to Give them a hug and show them you love them because they have to know that you are there for them when they're, you know, ap- when they absolutely need it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and and also too, um, I, I realize I'm not to the stage of fatherhood that you are, but um, <clears throat> raising up chil- children shouldn't be a, the, the success of you as a parent shouldn't be your child's obedience. Right. Exactly. That, that should not, not, not be a, a goal that, you know, in order to make, um, God and your parents ha- 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 happy is to have an obedient ch- child. Mm hmm. That is the most ridiculous legalistic, you know, um, <clears throat> I mean what what are you teaching your child about the gospel there?
0: Right. Yeah. It's obedience, you know, it's works.
1: It's just works based, like in and, and yes, like like I mean, once again, we'll get into law god got gospel some other other time. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. but if like you truly have to um exhibit grace toward your child for them to understand. That if you ever want them to, to understand that at a young age. Right. Now I'm not saying that that's going to, that's going to instantly make that happen. You know, just, just because you, you exude, exude, um, grace to, to your child means, oh, yep. They're, they're going to be a, they're going to be a Christian That, 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 that's not what that means all the time. Right. And in fact, I I I don't even want to put a percentage on, on, on that. I'm just saying that that is a good witness. Mm-hmm. In you know, and I'm also not saying that if you're doing the whole obedience thing, that your child won't know what great 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 grace is. Right. But that's not a good witness. Right
0: yeah you really run dangerous waters if if all you do is instill militaristic discipline in your children's lives because most of the time uh they're going to be very disobedient when they grow older they're going to rebel when they get freedom and so mm-hmm. there has to be a fine line with teaching your kids rightful thinking you know rightful behavior rightful manners and and and, and but giving them the freedom to stumble and fall giving them the freedom to uh, make fools of themselves. Make give them the freedom to get hurt. Give them the freedom to make mistakes, and d- do this, and then be there for them to help teach them along the way. I mean, the role of a parent is to teach their children how to be, you know, people, <laughs> adults, and so we what? we have eighteen years to do that, and most parents fail that as we can easily see through just the norm of the lens of society today. But even in the Christian circles, we <clears throat> stumble and fail because how often do we have kids that leave the faith or become disobedient, you know, or, or commit crime or, you know, do something that would be completely off the tracks from what their parents had, you know, at one time had probably prayed that they would never do.
1: Well, and it's, it's always, it's also too, and this kind of goes into a little bit of the, the unrealistic expectations that all children are born sinners. Sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that beautiful, small child, that's ah, a sinner. Yep. <laughs> uh, words of Vody Bakum. The reason God makes them so small is to keep them from killing you. Exactly. And the reason God makes them so cute is to keep you from killing them. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways. um, That's true. But the whole stigma of the pastor's kid. Now, if the kid is wild and out of control, I understand why pastors need to step down. But, and, and I love the man. And I hope that he has, um, he has actually come back from, you know, turned away from the state statement. But John MacArthur saying that you can't have an authoritative position in his church if all your children aren't, aren't believers. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, how is that possibly your control? Right. Yeah, that's really not. So if if one of MacArthur's children were to apostatize, would he step down?
0: Mm,
1: good question. Is that what would happen? Like, again, I love the man. I think that's a bad statement. It's a very bad position, I agree. We're not responsible for, for our chil- children's um, salvation. Right. Also... In this whole Doug Wilson thing that we saw a couple – I think it was about a month or two ago where Doug Wilson says somehow we're responsible for our children's sins. Hmm. To a certain extent, I can see that. However, I don't see being at the throne of judgment and Christ going, hey, um, yeah, you know all that stuff that your kid did? Yeah, that that's on you too. I, I really don't see that.
0: Yeah, I don't. It's yeah, it's just not it's, biblical.
1: It's not biblical and and it's actually um one, it's con, it's condemning to both the child and the parent. Yeah. And it does nothing but break both of them down. Right. And defeat, defeat, defeat them. It does does nothing to edify anybody in grace. Or it produces do, 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 do the american fake convert. Mhm. Yeah. And we have we you and I have spoken at length about that. Mhm. And this is just another, another, another way that that happens. Yeah,
0: it's 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 dangerous rhetoric when you got people in high positions of power within the church, you know, or people who are popular within certain areas in, and and it doesn't have to be, you know, mainstream American popularity it can be the John MacArthur's or the Doug Wilsons or, you know, those sorts. And you know, look, they can make some bold boneheaded decisions and and statements and you know, but I, I wouldn't ever uh question their salvation or their <clears throat> authority in the <clears throat> church. <clears throat> I, I just don't agree with them on various positions. I don't agree with a lot of pastors on Positions that they hold, that's not a that's not a big deal, but if you start to push this i this agenda, then out to your church and out to your community, it, it has a ripple effect, and these mm-hmm. statements cascade through time. I mean, why do you we why do we think that people on Instagram uh, can make a a, a page? And do theologian posts from every single dead theologian, and then all of a sudden they're they're super popular and they have fifty thousand, you know, followers because people love that stuff. People love the pithy one line quotes, but they don't want substance and they don't want depth. And and when you start giving that to them, they they are fearful. People love the Doug Wilson lines. You know, parents are responsible for their children's sin. I mean, that can give them stuff to chew on for weeks but they don't want to yeah. actually open scripture and learn from the for the for themselves and try and see okay well this is not what God's word really says even though yeah. I'm a big supporter or you know whatever their position is
1: it's and then even at that again um you know um, um just like I said with the John MacArthur thing do you really think? Okay, say, Doug, one of Doug Wilson's kids was caught in egregious sin. Yeah. Is he going to take responsibility for that? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay, so, so I mean, it's, it's, it's different things like that. I cannot see, and nor nor should MacArthur step down if one of his ch- children apostatized. They're grown adults. Right. Yeah. Okay. Even if they were in high school and they weren't believers, I dare say he shouldn't even step down then. Right. Because again, unless they are wildly out of
0: control. Right. And they're managing, mismanaging their household.
1: Right. If they, if they, if they are not abiding by, um, First Titus and – or not first Titus. Titus (laughs) 1. My goodness. I just added a book to scripture. Uh, (laughs) Um, How dare you? Oh, my goodness. All the presby's are coming after me now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is why Baptists and Lutherans hang out. Um, (laughs) It's it's pretty true. (laughs) <laughs> I, okay, I guess the Scottish Presbies really wouldn't care all that much. Yeah, probably but... <laughs> not. But the American
0: Presby's, they're going to be yeah. pitchforking at your door yeah, here in a few minutes. Robert
1: Godfrey is upset right uh... now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sproul, Sproul would have thought it was funny. Yeah, he would have um, liked it. Yeah, but he he might as well be Scott, Scottish. Anyways, um,. Man, I'm gonna be honest. I went off, off on it. Okay, um, if if they're not in line with what scripture scripture says in Titus one and um, and First Timothy uh, three, then they need to step down. Mm-hmm. And we have I have seen that personally, and it has edified me seeing that. But to 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 do this blanket statement. That if if your kid's not a believer, as if once again you were responsible for it, and MacArthur knows that he's not responsible for it. He knows mm-hmm. he's like a Calvinist. Calvinist, okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, hey, we got one more time. One time for one more uh, controversial uh, qu- qu- question for discussion.
0: Yeah, let's do it. I was just gonna say okay. we got we got a little. Little more time.
1: Okay. We're both dads of girls. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this?
0: I am actively shopping for shotguns right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the dating age?
0: Oh geez. So this is this is something that really kind of poked my brain. Um, I started dating my wife. When I was 16 and she was 14. And we had no idea what would actually come from that. And little did we know that within five years from that point, we would both be getting married.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, I, I don't know if there's necessarily a right age. But I want my daughter to be able to articulate to me what a good godly boyfriend should amount to on top of, I don't want her just wasting time with boys in high school. I want her to really see and, you know, and, and be looking at, okay, life is this big picture and everything kind of has its time slot. If you would, is it worth my time to waste three or four years in high school with, you know, all of these different boys, and you know, get brokenhearted and get cheated on, or you know, all of these things. And there's a, and and I'll tell you, kids these days now are it, it's incredibly different than when I was a teenager. And with sex being driven so mm-hmm. hard these days down people's throats, I, I just want my daughter to be able to look and say, I want something better than this, than this childish crap that Mm -hmm. the world gives me. And so I want her to say, I like, I literally my wife and I talk about it. Like I, I want my daughter to be like, unless you have a full-time job, a 401k, or you run your own business and you're, you go to church on Sundays and participate in the church and you, you know, are edifying to the men in the church. And you (laughs) like, I want them, I want these boys to have like to be, Premium crop type kids, like my daughter, I want her to have high expectations and and I know that that's a bold statement, but I don't want her to be crushed and broken by the world because I failed as a dad
1: Mhm what about you Um. one i i i wanna encourage encourage you to do this for your son as well. Um, um, my wife and I have decided that we, we will not allow date dating until after graduation of high school. Um, both of us experienced, um, terrible broken hearts Mm -hmm. in high school. And that's something that we should not have felt. Um, now we're, we're also not sending our child to any of our children to public school either. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that'll help out a little bit, but one of the things is while we will say no dating until after you graduate high school, um, one, I will be taking her out on dates from the time that she can remember
0: mm-hmm. yep.
1: there will be daddy daughter dates same for as long as she can remember. Yep. Um, two, we, um, we're not just going to set the rule. Um, we will explain to our chill, ch- children. Why? And our experiences. Yeah. Um, and yes, they might have a broken heart because, you know, they, they don't go to prom and everybody else is going to a prom. I'd rather my child have their heart ache because of what I'm not from, from my prohibitions. Um, than from another's misconduct. right? Right. Um, that relational hurt is something that, um, I, I, if I can help, help it, I don't want my children to experience. Um, so I, I get it's wildly unpopular. Um, but I mean, in this time, yes, we will be explain, explain explaining why we feel this way, but also Dad will be. They're also. I'm gonna be honest. There won't be time for her to uh, have boyfriends and dates and stuff because, well, her dad will be be exuding what you know, exemplifying what a man should, um, should 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 how a man should be treating her. Right. How a man should be pursuing her and dating her. Um but you know, I I I do I I feel pretty strong strongly about 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 this. Um I got this idea even before we had children. Um I I read Vody Bacum's book, What He Must Be If He Wants to Marry My Dot Dot Daughter. Before I asked my wife to marry me mm-hmm. and not knowing that that was more of a book for dads than it is for sons looking to marry. Mm-hmm. And that I don't quite agree with everything vote has in that book, but there's a lot of really good points in it. And the, no date and date and date and dating until after high school thing is is one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, it's not that you know, I joke about how her her dating age will be seventy years old, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yep, long after I'm gone. Listen, I'll be gone, gone, gone.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um but um yeah, that that's that's not what I'm, um, that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm going, go, going for. Um, um, I do want my daughter to, to date. I do want my dot, da- dot, da- dot, da- daughter to, um, marry and have ch- children and all that. But <clears throat> I just feel, especially, you know, you're talking about, you know, um, even from the time I'm I'm younger than than you, even from the time that I was a teenager, it's so different. Mm-hmm. It's so different, and it, it, you know, and we'll explain how it's different and how it's not. You know, we won't fear monger it, but it is a scary different. Yeah. You know, um, so, 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 yeah, so for, um, all of you that want to email me about that whole si- situation, you can go ahead and send them to Alex at Undying Light. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll just turn
0: and throat punch every one of them. You're like,
1: Babam! bam! Get off my page! <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that is, um. And that's something that 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 we're pretty stir, stir, sturdy on. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, um, can't stop secret boyfriends, can't stop secret girlfriends and right. stuff. If that does ha- ha- happen, but hopefully um, we treat this with enough grace and um, and um, and just respectfulness and tact for our child that that um that won't be an issue right yeah and I, this, this won't just be a rule to follow
0: yeah and i think that's spot on and it's you know it, if, it, if it's positioned in a manner that the um hello and
1: welcome to my
0: that the the child could understand and you position it to where you can readily teach them then they can grow with that and and it doesn't have to be oh my dad doesn't allow me to it's just you make it to where it's their decision you show them say look i am going to encourage you not to but i can't stop you from doing things that i'm not aware of obviously you want to say that but Mm -hmm. you want to show them the complications that could come from what this world will give them. And, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's just, it's, it's doing what you can to bringing awareness into, um, into the situation. Because if you don't, uh, if you don't take the time and teach them, then you're going to be doing yourself a massive disservice and you're going to miss out on crucial things that your children need. Mm hmm. And so whether you, you joke and say, I'm never going to let her date until I'm, you know, until I'm dead, you know, that's fine and well, but you can kind of have a game plan to teach them uh, and to, for them to recognize what it means to have a godly spouse, you know, mm-hmm. for for instance, um, you know, I don't get to very often because we're kind of in a, you know, a small farming community now. And so we're not going out very often. But a couple weeks ago, I got to the time to take my daughter, and we drove up to a a small town, got some ice cream together, and we hung out for a little bit, and then we came home. And those are the days that I remember and cherish. And I want her to know those, and I want to take her out regularly and teach her these things and show her these things. Mm -hmm. And I want her to see that, you know, these are what a godly man will be, you know, what to look for in a godly man. So, but again, conversations that can last for hours. Parenting is not a one hour podcast and you're done and out. Um, no. I mean, there's that, that's why the, the, uh, industry is as, as massive as it is in terms of books and articles and people doing blogs. And every time you turn around, it's, uh, you know, pounding down your throat on how to do this and do that and be a better parent. And so the best thing you can do is continue to invest in yourself in terms of learning God's word for you, learning God's word for your life and your family and how to implement that and teach your kids. And it's never too late to be that example. If you're, you know, you have teenage kids and they're rebellious Start cultivating a habit. And I've been trying to push this out on my on my platform. What does your life look like in terms of structure? If you are sleeping in every morning or you're sleeping till the alarm and then you're, you're getting up just with enough time to get to work, but you don't spend time with your family in the morning, you don't spend time at the breakfast table or, or whatever, you're missing out. If you're mm-hmm. not developing time – To study scripture and pray in the morning, you're missing out. And and if you neglect your family in the morning, chances are you're going to neglect them in the afternoon and evening. So cultivate the time and be deliberate and structure your life that is focusing on being a servant leader in your home.
1: Right. And uh, my last point on doing and kind of on that same thing before we do, I, I, guess, I mean, I guess this is my closing point, points and then we'll do the fair, farewell after this. Mm-hmm. But, um, dads, family worship. Yep. Family worship every night. Every night. It's important. They will rem- remember it. If you're, it, I don't care if you're a bad re- reader, I'm a bad reader. Don't care if it's a, If you're a bad talker, have you heard me speak? (laughs) Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Do it. Lead your family. Do it from the dinner table. Do it from the breakfast table. Do it from the dessert table. Okay. Yep. Just read, pray. I'm not saying you have to sing. Okay. Yeah. Read scripture, then pray it. Mm-hmm. Not saying you have to catechize your kids, even though I will be catechizing mine.
0: Yep. <laughs> you know, Luther's got some really good catechisms. <clears throat> uh,
1: I cough, got cough. Benjamin Keach. It'll be okay. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> Luther, <laughs> the OG mic drop. The the, the OG. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> hmm. What 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 confession did he write? Oh, Well, he actually didn't write a confession. It was right, Melanchthon. Right, right,
1: right. It was Melanchthon right that wrote it. But, oh yeah, yeah. That, that but awesome, you
0: don't even you can't awesome. even really call the Ugsburg an actual confession. That, it's more
1: that, of a that. It's more that, of a, that, more of a statement air. of faith. Air they, that that amazing air that uh, that that Luther had. I'm confused where
0: you're going with this. I'm
1: not gonna. <laughs> Talk about the Melanchthon. Well,
0: Melanchthon had some some of his own problems, I'll admit.
1: Some? Some? A, a lot, a lot. I,
0: I I wrote a whole paper how on how...
1: much of Luther's theology did he have he, to change before he was just like, okay, we cool.
0: No, he, he didn't change anything of Luther's. He went completely down the progressive end already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he literally stopped listening to Luther like four minutes after Luther died, and he's like, all right, I got my own thing now. Let's do this. Make new
1: Lutherans.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's really pathetic. I actually wrote a whole paper on it in my Reformation class that uh, is is Lutheranism the same today as it was during – when Luther was alive, and I argued no because literally after Luther died, Melanchthon went way off and started changing concepts and and adding things, and it became much more a – a conformity to uh, pleasing the Roman Catholics who were giving him pressure uh, at the time. And so if you read through like Melanchthon's confessions uh, in the Ugsburg and in the Book of Concord, you'll see that Melanchthon really started to move away from Luther's driving the nail in the coffin, a uh, justification by faith alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it all started with his I- issues on the bondage of the will. Mm hmm. Yeah, that, oh, that right. that. that's
0: where yeah, that's where Melanchthon kind of went off the deep end is he, he really started to feel that tug and pull against um, whether or not we added something to it. And then he kind of leaves it open aired, you know, like, eh, if you think so, cool. <laughs> not going to argue with you. I I don't I don't look, I don't I don't question his salvation, but I definitely don't agree with with the direction that he oh. kind of took the Lutheran course. And that's why when we, you know, for me and my school, we don't necessarily study any of Melanchthon's works. We study Luther and those who kind of have that close connection to him through time. Because there's, and like with Baptists and Presbyterians, there's the core person who started. And then there's, you know, then the procession of people after. But they're not always connected doctrinally to that core person. You know, you might skip a generation or two or three or 20 years or 100 years before you finally get to, uh, you know, somebody who has right thinking in that lineup. And so, you know, the same thing with Lutheranism. It's there's it skips Melanchthon and it moves on to some of the other uh, reformers in Germany that tried to co- come back to the original luther's teaching mm-hmm. but that's
1: a whole another podcast
0: we'll yes get yes later.
1: yes actual reform for form, formers okay actual reform for for formers and for any of you that for some reason don't think lutherans are pro- protestant stop it yes just be gone with stop you stop it okay let me be really clear um Baptist's closest um closest family me- me- members in I guess the Christian denominations would be number 1 presbyterians so suck on that um <laughs> but then really not that far from Lu- 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 Luther's ideas of Lutheranism yeah um you know um Anybody and this is completely off our sub su- 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 subject, but if anybody wants to go dive deeper on that, especially on the Baptist side of things, um Theo Cast does a whole bunch of stuff with um with the Here We Still Stand con- conference and Theocast are um confessional Baptists, yep. which means they're Reformed Baptists. Yep. Um and they do stuff at Lutheran conferences. Yep, because that's how close they are to L- Luther's ideas. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, le- le- leaving all you uh, all you Baptists that are now going to tell <laughs> me I'm not a Baptist with that. Wait, wait till wait till all the hate mail for this episode rolls in. I right, can't wait. Right. <laughs> right, right. Um. Apparently. This is going to be the episode when all the Baptists disown Thomas.
0: Yeah, well, I'm already—I mean, I'm, like I said earlier in the show, I'm already bleeding followers. So at this point, it's like whatever's left on my Instagram page will be completely gone, and I'll get—I'll get three or four listens, and then I'll have to like kill the name and start over, somebody new, change the voice, change the identity. <laughs> And uh,
1: it's going to have to be just the smooth jazz voice.
0: Smooth jazz. (laughs) All night for you sweet cats out there in the wonderlands.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, man, I think that that's an episode. Um, Man, that was... That was a good, good, good good time. Um, Thanks for for thinking of me um, to kick off this uh, Tuesday series series of yours. Um, True, true, truly honored by by it. I'm sure you could have found somebody better though. No, 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 (laughs) not at all, not at all. But yeah, uh, I got to wrap up
0: because the wife wants to go to bed. So I am going to cut, and we'll see you all later.